The Journey Hometown Journal. If you listen to various government reports, there is a need for millions of units of affordable housing. People are having to work multiple jobs in order to afford to live in a house. Welcome to the Hometown Journal. I'm Mark Edwards. This week, we're going to look at the need for affordable housing, specifically in the Elizabeth City, North Carolina area. Our guest is Jane Elfring, the Vice President for Habitat for Humanity in Elizabeth City. Jane, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about your background and how that led you to working with Habitat for Humanity. My background, I did both journalism and teaching for many years. When I was teaching, I supervised students who had to do community service, you know, as part of their curriculum. And one of the places that I frequently sent students to was the Habitat for Humanity in Northern Virginia. When we decided that we were going to retire to North Carolina, I was looking for different things to get involved in, in the community, things that I liked as well as sort of community service for me. And I discovered that there was a Habitat for Humanity here in Elizabeth City. And my husband and I immediately started going to their meetings and we helped to set up the store for us. And I got on the board and eventually became president. Now I'm vice president. What was it about Habitat that drew you to wanting to work with them? Well, I think the fact that affordable housing is a major problem around the country. If you listen to various government reports, there is a need for millions of units of affordable housing. People are having to work multiple jobs in order to afford to live in a house. People are paying well over 30% of their income for housing. And that takes away from their ability to get insurance, to buy food. You know, there are all sorts of things that, that it sort of cascades. In North Carolina, I looked it up last night, the housing wage would be $18.46 an hour. That's how much you would have to make per hour in order to afford housing. And that's if you were making, you know, minimum wage, you know, you would not be able to do it. So 18.46 is the amount and if you figure that the minimum wage amount is something over $7, that's a long way, you know, yeah. <laughs> to to get to that. Um, you would have to work 102 hours a week here in North Carolina in order to afford housing. So it's it really is a major problem. In our county, the poverty rate is 18% in the city. We have Elizabeth City, which is part of Pasquotank County, and 18% of the population live in poverty. Within the entire county, it's 14%. So it's very concentrated in the city. Many of those people are making minimum wage. And you look at 
the situation where we're facing right now, and that is you've got an increase in your gas prices. We've got an increase in, in food prices, and that just adds to that overall need for more affordable housing because of, as you said, people are trying to, to figure out how to pay their bills as well. That's right. I mean, I have people on our board who work at the food pantry, and they are seeing requests for assistance just skyrocketing uh, because the costs are just so high. Well, let's talk about the process. So if someone is interested in going through Habitat for Humanity to get a house, how does that process work? Take us from the beginning when you make that first contact or they make that first contact with Habitat up to the point of being able to eventually move into their home. So our requirements, we have four requirements, and these are Habitat-wide. This is not just with us. So for us, because our geographical area that we cover is Pasquotank County, you have to live in Pasquotank County. You can't live in one of the other counties and say, hey, I want a house built over here. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to live in Pasquotank. You have to be willing to pay a monthly mortgage of between five and $700. Um, to determine that, we have a mortgage lender who evaluates our applications and she looks at what is the person's income, what are their current expenses, and they can't pay over 30% for the mortgage. So she calculates that out and she gives us the applications back and says, this one doesn't meet it, Uh, this one almost meets it, you know, so that we kind of go from there. Before we do anything else, we want to make sure that the person is going to be able to afford it. The third thing is they have to be willing to complete sweat equity on their house. We talk about partnership. They have to agree to partner with us. And their sweat equity is 300 to 500 hours, depending on the size of their family. And family and friends can work to get those hours. It's not necessarily just the individual who is applying who has to get those hours. If they've got lots of family members in the area, if they've got lots of friends, they can come out and donate their hours as well. And the fourth thing is they have to have a need. They can't just say, I want a nice house. They have to have a specific need, such as the house that I'm in right now is costing me more than 30% of my income, or it's in an unsafe neighborhood, or it's got mold in it, something like that. Whatever they put down on the application as a need, we will verify during a home visit. So, you know, if they say to us, the floors are rotten, that's going to be what our visiting teams are going to look for when they go into the homes. So whatever it is, we have to be able to see that. We never just take those applications at face value. This is the Hometown Journal. Our guest this week is Jane Elfring, the Vice President for Habitat for Humanity in Elizabeth City. When we come back, we'll talk more with Jane about how Habitat is addressing the need for affordable housing. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, 
you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. I really needed the encouragement. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you this morning, along with Jane Elfring, the Vice President for Habitat for Humanity in one of our Journey communities, Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Jane, right before the break, you were explaining the process of somebody going from an applicant to getting a home through Habitat to actually moving into their home and all of the effort and the work that they must put in before they can move in. If somebody meets all of the criteria, is there also a a component that helps them budget? Maybe they need some counsel or some guidance on being able to, to maintain their home and have the funds available to handle all of the repairs and the mortgage and everything that goes into being a homeowner. Yes, there are a number of courses that we require all applicants to take, and those are counted toward their sweat equity. So they have to take a first-time homebuyer's class because if you've rented all your life, it's going to be a tremendous shock when all of a sudden you can't call a landlord to fix something for you when you have to pay for it yourself. So we want to make sure that they are prepared that way. Then they also have to take a credit counseling and a budgeting class. Um, All of those together probably come to about 10 hours of classes that they take. Okay. Jane, the other part then is is once they're in the home or as they're about to move in is is being able to furnish the home. And I know uh, Habitat uh, has stores that help individuals uh, with that. Tell us how those work and, and that process. Well, we don't provide furnishings for them. Uh, usually they are going to bring furnishings from wherever they've lived. But if they want to come to our store, and purchase items. We have things available very inexpensively, like um, small appliances. If you wanted something like a blender or a coffee maker or something, we sell them for $5. We have some small microwaves that we have available as well. So there are lots of things that they would be able to purchase from us. Most of our homeowners do not do that when they are setting up the house. They bring their own things for purposes of their credit rating. We always tell them do not go out and purchase anything now because it's going to show up on your credit rating, (laughs) you know, as we're doing the final evaluations, you know, moving toward closing. But they certainly could if they wanted to purchase from the store, they could. And I think it's important to emphasize again that Habitat is not giving homes away. The people that apply are putting in the effort to help build the home. You mentioned sweat equity, and they are paying a mortgage. Oh, it absolutely is not a free house. <laughs> um, they are, like I said, they are going to have to pay a mortgage. And when I talked about the rents, versus the mortgage payment, 
in our area, the median rent for Pasquotank County is $951. Now, that was up to July 2021. My understanding is that that has probably increased in the past year or so. So, you know, if we're talking a mortgage payment of five to $700, that's a significant savings that people have. A lot of the people around here are either receiving subsidized payments to help with their rent or they're on the list. And last night in preparation for this interview, I looked to see about applying for the Section 8 housing vouchers, and they're closed. They they cannot take any more right now. There is a very long waiting list to get on the Section 8 list. The last person that purchased one of our houses from us had been receiving that Section 8 money, and she was told that the next time that there was a rent increase, they were not going to increase her voucher. So she was going to have to come up with that additional money. And at that point, it was throwing her over the 30%. As long as she had the voucher, she was under the 30%. And she was also somebody when... We had her financial evaluation done. The evaluation came back saying, yes, she qualifies, but she's right on the edge. And I talked to her and said, you meet it, but if you could increase your income, you would definitely be in a much better position for this. So she went out and she got another job that would pay her more money And then she went, she was a nurse's aide at one of the nursing homes, and she went to the community college, and she got some additional certifications so that she could get additional money. So she was highly, highly motivated to really get into this house. When she started working on the house, we were at the siding, and she had never been on a ladder (laughs) And so she had to get up on the ladder, and she learned how to put up the siding. And then when we moved to the inside, she was putting in the insulation. I mean, she learned so much about the construction of her house, you know, and she kept saying, this is just amazing, you know, what was happening. She was there for all the kitchen cabinet installations. She was able to kind of help with that. Every little thing along the way, putting those switch plate covers on, you know, (laughs) um, learning how to do all of those kinds of things because she had never done it. You know, she had had no reason to do it before. Well, that is just one of the many stories of how Habitat for Humanity has made a difference in lives. Our guest this week is Jane Elfring, the Vice President for Habitat for Humanity in one of our journey communities, Elizabeth City, North Carolina. When we come back, we'll talk more with Jane and find out how you can be involved with Habitat for Humanity. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, 
you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. I really needed the encouragement. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Welcome back. Mark Edwards with you along with our guest, Jane Elfring. Jane is the vice president for Habitat for Humanity in Elizabeth City. And Jane, right before the break, you had shared a story with us of uh, a a young woman that was able to qualify and uh, took on some extra jobs and that type of thing and then put in the sweat equity uh, when her home was being built and learned some construction uh, skills as well, things that will help her as a new homeowner. And that's just one of the stories of how Habitat is affecting communities, literally changing communities, and giving people a new opportunity in life. The people have so much invested in their house and it respects their dignity because they do have ownership. They have a real sense of ownership of their houses. And I think that that is one of the the biggest things that brings a great deal of satisfaction. When we do the home dedication as the homeowner is moving in, we usually have a ribbon cutting and we have a minister there and we present a Bible to the family because Habitat is a Christian-based organization. One of our board members always tears up at that point Hmm. because it's just so special to watch these families realize this is our forever home. You know, one of the women said, I will never have to deal with a slumlord again. You know, when you hear those kinds of things, you realize how much of a difference this is making in people's lives. And this is a great way for people to volunteer. They can work on site and they are becoming a part then of that story as well. So what are some of the needs that uh, Habitat uh, with Elizabeth City has right now? We definitely need volunteers for our build site. I have jokingly said, but it's very true, that my building crew is the Medicare generation. We're all 65 (laughs) and up. So when we're building a house and we've got heavy stuff to move, I call the fire department, I call the police department, I, I call everybody that I can to come out and help us. And obviously the, the fire department and the police department can't be there all the time, but they can come for short periods of time. So we'll have a fire engine in front of the house ready if they have a call and they have to go out. But at least we get that assistance, you know, for the period of time that they're able to be there. But there are lots of other volunteer opportunities that we have connected with a build. There are some people who say, well, I can't swing a hammer. That's fine. You know, maybe for for physical reasons, they can't do that. But one of the things that we try to do to build community is to have lunch together, to have a meal together, and to get somebody who can coordinate those meals. On that last house that we built, we had a lady who compiled a list of probably 20 different restaurants and churches, and she would call them and she got our meals donated. 
for us. And she even picked everything up, and, and the Salvation Army let us eat in their hall, you know, so that we were able to be together during that time. So, you know, those are are other kinds of things that are necessary. The people who do the home visits, you know, we need to have people willing to go out and do those home visits. And that's not a huge time commitment. That's only a few hours every year or so. So if someone's listening and they would like to be involved, or maybe it's a business or an organization, what's the best way to contact Habitat and find out how they can be involved? Well, uh, there are two places. They can go to our email. They can email us, and our email is echabitat at yahoo.com. They can also go to a local real estate office because one of our board members runs that, Norma James, and her office right now is is at 440 South Hughes Boulevard. She can also provide information to people. She usually will refer them over to me, but she's kind of a, a central clearing place. The email is a great way to reach us because we can look at that and say, okay, here are some people who want to volunteer. You know, we'll get school groups or community groups sometimes that'll say that they want to help. So that's a a way that we can touch base and keep up with people. There's another project that you're doing in Elizabeth City that I think is interesting, and that is along with the builds, also helping uh, seniors who may need some repairs at their homes. Well, what we're looking at is doing a repair program for low-income senior homeowners in the area. So they have to be 60 and over. They have to own their house, and they have to, you know, produce evidence of that. They have to have a mortgage statement, or they have to have a deed, and they have to be living in the house. It can't be an owner of a house who is renting it. They have to be owner-occupied houses. The repairs have to be relatively minor. So what our board said was that the repairs could not exceed $5,000. And the homeowner has to be able to contribute 10% toward the cost of materials. So their buy-in is no more than $500. With that, what we're looking at is not just doing these minor repairs, but we're also looking at simple things that can be done to help people age in place. So we're looking at things like grab bars in bathrooms, um, a step-in shower, railings for the stairway to get in, making sure that the porch is good and sturdy, You know, those are things that people need to be able to be in there. We do not do wheelchair ramps, but there is a local church organization that does, and we refer them to them. And in addition, uh, and I don't want people to feel like, oh, I can't afford $500. In addition, we have been working with the United Way in the area, and they have a community fund And I said, well, if we have somebody who can afford some of the cost but not all of it, would 
that community fund be able to help? And they said absolutely because they're looking at permanent repairs to a house. They're not looking at putting somebody in a hotel where the need is just going to continue. Well, that's just one of the projects that Habitat for Humanity is working on in Elizabeth City to help establish affordable housing in the community. And again, let me give you that email address that Jane mentioned if you would like to volunteer with Habitat. That's echabitat at yahoo.com. Again, my thanks to Jane Elfring, the Vice President for Habitat for Humanity of Elizabeth City, for being our guest today. And thank you for joining us for the Hometown Journal. You've been listening to the Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com. Email office at myjourneyfm.com or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.